click Send to Printer. Document Printing. Page 1. 2. Sweat starts to form on your brow. It's hotter in this small room than before. Third page printed. And fourth. Were those footsteps? Page 5 falls out of the top of the printer. Fold the pages and hide them. Leave the building fast. The weight of the nation somehow feels like it's on your shoulders. And this is based, biased, or BS. Hello, hello, and a welcome to the podcast where two best friends tell one true story. My name is Maddie. And I am Zach. And this is Based Biased. Or BS. Whoa, that was a fun roller coaster of inflection. I had no idea where it was going to end up. Thank you. I wanted that. Um, you're welcome. How have you been? <laughs> How have you? I'm well, good. okay, I'm sorry. I want to get back to that, but first let me address we've had to yeah. delay recording for about an hour <laughs> because there's been someone welding or doing something in the background of my not the background the back of my house so we've had to wait for that so if you hear that that's what that is but we're done waiting we're done waiting exactly it's our time it's our time to shine yeah so so how have you been now that i've gotten that out I thought that Sokka and I were going to get to have like a cute bonding. He was going to hang out with me during this recording, but when we, as soon as we did our claps, he went, "I'm out." That's never that a clap, good sign. Not for me. Sokka is her dog. In case you didn't know that, I don't think you said you've the word heard dog. it. Oh, if you've heard, you've heard him. Probably. <laughs> yeah, he's been in a few episodes. Um, how have you been? Good. Um, yeah, it's just kind of turning into summer, not really doing much. I'm working too much. Working too <laughs> much and not doing too much. Happy summer. Happy summer. Oh, there's the sound. If, you, if you're if you a sensitive ear lady, there she went up. I do have to be honest to our listeners. If you heard the episode where I gave Zach a present, but one until he went, it's not a present until he can get be in person with me. We haven't been in person, so he <laughs> yeah. hasn't gotten the present. My his lips, my lips are still chapped. chapped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have too many macarons. <laughs> I haven't got to do the kiss and spin yet. Yeah. And why didn't we call it a kiss and twist? Because that is a better alliteration. Yes, no. that's brandable. Kiss and spin or kiss and twist? Twist. It's the eh. Anyway. It's the eh. <laughs> What movie are we talking about today, Madison? We're talking about a movie that was really hard for me to understand what was happening at first. Okay. But we are talking about the 2023 drama. Drama. Reality. Reality. Yeah. Now. That's the movie title, Reality. It took me... Really for a spin, because I was, like, ready for it to be about reality shows or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, this woman's name is Reality. (laughs) Yeah. So we have Sydney Sweeney Mm -hmm. as Reality Lee Winner. Now, I'm not a Euphoria head. Okay. Weird. But I know that 
wall, like Radiohead. Okay. Before, not it's still weird. I won't deny it. I'm not a big Euphoria <laughs> fan, but yep. I know that a lot of people are fans of hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've watched Euphoria. <clears throat> love it. I love her too. I think she's had some kind of controversial stuff come up. Yeah. Not quite so recently about like her family, but she's a great actress. Yeah. And Agreed. she was in The White Lotus. Yes, she was in The White Lotus. One. Yep. Um, we also have someone named Josh Hamilton as Agent Garrick. And um, you may know him from The Walking Dead. He was in oh. like 20 or so episodes. Wait, what, do you know his character name? Agent Garrick. No, I mean <laughs> in The Walking Dead. No. <laughs> Okay, I want to look a... it up really quick. Okay, you can. Lance Hornsby. I don't, I don't know. know who that is. Well, I don't know who exactly. that is. But he was in like 20-something episodes, so I was like, okay. it's kind of a big character. Yeah. And then our last main actor is uh, Marshawn Davis. I say it like that because they had an accent over his name. Okay. Marshawn Davis okay. as Agent Taylor. Got it. I think this is his one of his bigger roles because what I found listed for him on IMBD was stuff. No offense, I really hadn't heard of, but I'm also not a good judge of that kind of thing. True. No offense. Um, this movie, yeah, I'm none taken to me. This movie premiered on February eighteenth, twenty twenty three, at the Berlin International Film Festival. Okay. Not that long ago. Yeah. I believe it came out on HBO Max on like May 29th. Yeah. That's what I had seen as its release date. And they only filmed for 16 days. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It makes sense when I think about the like period of time I watched. But at the same time, it's still kind of mind blowing to be like an entire movie filmed in 16 days. Yeah. So I didn't find much else on the movie because it is so new. Right. Um, Right. So that's that's what I got for you. How did you feel about it overall? Like at the end of the movie, what did what were you left feeling? I don't. It's hard to say how I felt without being like too descriptive into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. Because I had a lot of emotions. Okay. Great. I'd love to get into them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of said in the timeline of what you saw or something? Yeah. Like it was a short period of time? Or I yes. guess what did the movie show you? Because I have... I'm going to tell you all about her life from beginning it's, to current day. It starts with the day she meets with the agents. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. So I guess... You'll tune back so in. So tell when me we about her, because I didn't really know anything. You just started about her. I just cold jumped turkey. right in, and I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know. Okay. Where you're what from. were your initial first impressions of her? It felt very opposite. <laughs> I'm of asking char- you so many questions. <laughs> it felt very opposite of characters I primarily know Sydney Sweeney to play. Okay. So that was a bit jarring, I'd mm-hmm. say. But I, I can't, the word I can think of is mundane. It was very mundane at the start of the movie. 
just like every day what what yeah why is this a movie yeah okay. i had no idea where i was i mean i probably could have used context clues i figured out where it was but okay well that's kind of where i started with this movie as well because i picked it solely on it being just come out and i was like oh this could be topical for us to cover a movie that just premiered and it's sydney sweeney so um i did not know what i was getting myself into and i like you had never heard of this true story well i have one more thing to say okay before you start please on the screen at the start of the movie it says The FBI documented the following events with an audio recorder. The dialogue in this movie is taken entirely from the transcript of that recording. Right. So that's the first thing I saw in this movie. Okay. So we'll just start out there. I also saw that about the movie. It's fully a transcript. Okay. So, yeah, we'll just leave that there. And when we get to the part that you saw like you'll know just about as much as what happened as i do great if it's a transcript right kind of as we talked about the movie is actually set in real time so what you saw in the like hour and a half is what the woman will talk about reality winner she experienced in real time and maybe it might be also the most traumatic hour and a half of her life agreed So my goal is, yes, we're going to get to that story, but I also want to tell you a lot more about her and what her life was up until the moment of the movie. Tell me about her, stud. (laughs) Okay, so the main sources for today's episode are a heavily used article from the New York Magazine by Carrie Howley, which I'll just, a little behind the scenes, I was researching this and then was kind of worried. I was like, I can't really find much about this woman other than the event. But that's not a lot to talk about, honestly. And then I found this article that had interviews with her mother, with her sister, with childhood mm. friends. And I got a lot, a lot more. So thank you Great. to that. Because I never met a one. A what? A reality? I never met a single <clears throat> one. Yeah. Oh, of her family. Yeah. Um, And also an article that truly leaked it all from The Intercept by Matthew Cole, among other reporters. Mm -hmm. Does The Intercept sound familiar? Yeah. Okay, good. So we're going to start on day one for Reality. And yes, that is her real name. Reality Lee Winner. That is one of the most confusing aspects of this story. I was like, Reality Winner. Winner of what? What'd she win? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why'd they change her name to that? They didn't talk about her Lee? name whatsoever? Why is the, no, it was just, that was just it. Oh my God. I'm, well, I'm glad to tell you. She was born with that name, Reality okay. Lee Winner, December 4th, 1991. I'd like to meet Mr. and Mrs. Winner. You would. Well, their names are Billy and Ronald Winner. Okay. Billy is the mother. Whoa, Okay. And Ronald is the father. She was the couple's second daughter. Brittany was the first. And it was her father, Ronald. Brittany is so normal. (laughs) Keep listening. It was was her father, Ronald, that gave reality her larger-than-life name. Billy, the mother, had named Brittany 
the first daughter, and the deal was that Ronald was going to name their second daughter. Boo. Well, okay, personally, I have a younger brother. We talked about him in a previous episode. I forget which one. Who was born, like, when I was 14, I think. And yeah. my parents let me and my sister name him. But we okay, picked well, normal I, names. Well, and also, I can't relate to that because I'm a lonely only. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So, I kid you not. This is the story of her name. The couple was at their Lamaze class. Do you know yeah. what that is? Yeah, birthing class. Bert, tell me about it. Stud. <laughs> <laughs> Not studying me back. I, I'm i pretty sure it's where you like learn how to prepare for birth. So like the breathing exercises that get you okay. through contractions, the positions you would want to be in for different, like Got if it. you're giving birth on your back, that kind of thing. I've seen it on a TV show or two. Yeah. And then, but, like, the husband or the dad-to-be doesn't show up, and it's, like, a sad moment for the pregnant. And then Reba and Van have to go together because <laughs> Cheyenne doesn't want to go, even though she's the pregnant one. And then Van plays the mommy. <laughs> oh, not you quoting an episode. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the spot where Ronald and Billy. Um, Ronald noticed a T-shirt with the phrase, quote i coached a real winner okay and he wanted their unborn child to be a true success and thought that with an aspirational name it definitely wouldn't hurt their chances billy agreed and thus reality winner was named he couldn't go with like hope (laughs) (laughs) off a shirt that said real winner he got reality winner uh, have anything else to say about the name <laughs> yeah it sounds like Brittany reality Brittany be more creative true I could never have kids that had names reality, anything remotely Brittany. she grew up on the edge of a cattle farm about 100 yeah. miles north of the Mexican border and only 6 miles from a US naval base her mother Billy worked for child protective services in Ricardo Texas and supported the family while Ronald, the husband, was off, quote, collecting degrees. Okay. He he went to um, a lot of colleges and things like that. I couldn't really get a lot of information. He also, I didn't really get into it, but he also had um, some drug stuff. Mm. Okay. Um, But he was an incredibly intelligent man, but he never also seemed to have a job during reality's childhood. He was always just in school and like, I can't have a job, I'm in school. And when she was eight years old, her parents separated. Mm. So she lives with her mother, Billy, and her sister, Brittany, and herself, Reality. Brittany, Billy, Reality, all their names are the same. (laughs) And Ronald. Yeah, B's and R's, B's and R's. (laughs) (laughs) Most would have described reality growing up as always wildly and sometimes comically mature. She was just always a very mature child. I believe that. Okay, I love to hear it. Incredibly smart, driven, and usually bored by her peers. Yeah. When reality was 10 in 2001, dot, dot, dot. Okay. 9-11 happened. Yeah. 
And this sparked a lot of deep, intense conversations about the world and politics with her father, Ronald, because he's this like kind of thought man. And he just is always trying to better himself through his thoughts. And so he's talking to his daughter about all of this because it was a big thing that happened, obviously, in America. He explained the difference between the religion of Islam versus the extremist ideas that were leading to the terrorism. Kind of separating those two people and being like, not this whole religion isn't trying to kill this country. It's just this group of extreme beliefs. Got it. She's 10 years old. And these are the ideas she's like comprehending and thinking about. Yeah. My, at 10 years old, I was like, which Pokemon should I go catch today? I was praying I wasn't a tomato while singing in front of people. <laughs> oh, well, we certainly weren't thinking about world geopolitics. Absolutely not. Certainly. Reality said about this time, quote, I learned that the fastest route to conflict resolution is understanding. Because she was, like, scared about the 9-11 events before she had had these conversations. She learned more about the people. And it, I guess, internally just resolved that conflict for her. Sure. More than anything, though, this fueled a passion in her to always fight to make the world a better place and a more peaceful place. And from this point on, she also wanted to learn as much as she could about the people, culture, and language, specifically Arabic. Yeah. Tracks for her. Okay. At this time, she's around 17 years old, and she was hardcore studying for hours the Arabic language outside of her school Mm. homework. Yeah. Big brain. Yeah. Speaking of high school, she also had a boyfriend named Carlos. Oh. But reality had some ground rules for Carlos if they were going to start dating. Would you like to hear the ground rules? Yeah. Number one. Well, he was currently failing out of school. So number one was he had a certain number of books. I don't know the number, but a certain amount that he was required to read every week by her. Multiple. I don't know the number, but multiple books in one week. That's a lot. In addition to his schoolwork that he was failing out of? Yeah. Number two. Yeah. He had to maintain a C average. So he had to get his grades up. Number three, he had to get a job. And number four, he had to agree to work on improving himself every day. Those were her rules for a boyfriend. That's nice. Right. It's not. It's high standards. The books are intense, to be honest. (laughs) I I couldn't do multiple books a week unless they're picture. Yeah, or magazines. Or comic. I love a picture. (laughs) During reality's senior year of high school, an army recruiter from the nearby base that I told you about came to the school as like a, come to my booth and talk to me about joining. He pretty quickly. So a recruiter. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. But in case you didn't know what that was, um, and pretty quickly he spotted reality as an athletic and intelligent possible recruit. Yeah, that was emphasized throughout the movie. It was her intelligence and her physical strength. Really? 
But she never did anything. They just talked about no. it. Yep. Mm. The two met for several weeks before she finally agreed to take the assessment test. And reality was not also super into the idea of college, even though she was an intelligent person. Okay. She kind of saw through it a little bit, especially with how her father had kind of treated college with just like never ending schooling and never really just finishing getting degrees and never having a job and yeah and she was like i don't want that i feel like i know things and i want to make the world a better place as quickly as i can and school yeah. is just going to get in the way um she actually described college degrees as quote hundred thousand dollar pieces of paper that say you've never had a job end quote yeah yeah <laughs> Actually, she had secretly applied to the engineering school at Texas A&M. Sorry, I kind of stuttered there, which is a world prestigious engineering program. She received a full ride scholarship. Wow. And she turned it down. Oh. She didn't actually tell her mother this until she was getting on the bus for basic training. Because guess what? She joined the Air Force. Yeah, I know that about her. And she also smashed that assessment we talked about out of the water. Killed it. We're talking about like a brilliant, brilliant person here. Based on her scores, Reality was selected to be a crypto linguist. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? Was that in the movie? Not till she said it really. I'm pretty sure she said she was a crypto linguist. Okay. Do you know what it is? Or did they talk about it? Someone who, like, decodes things from language to language for air traffic control. I don't know if it was specifically for, like, air-related things or... Uh, yeah. It's it's essentially that. Like, she listens to people's conversations covertly. Sometimes it would be, like, air traffic controlling or sometimes it would be, like, phone calling, like, people on the ground. Mm. She talked about Farsi a lot. I love that you say that word. I love it. So this position is great for her because she knows Arabic, right? Yeah. No, ma'am. Because just because you're selected for this position and you can speak a foreign language doesn't mean that that's the language that you're assigned because you are assigned languages to interpret. Wow. And reality was actually given to Dari, and like you brilliantly said, Farsi. She said the other one too. I just couldn't remember. Okay. She would spend two years learning these languages and becoming fluent, and then another year in intelligence training before she was finally sent to Fort Meade in Maryland. Mm. I just thought that process of was wild. It's like, wait, I already know this foreign language that is useful if I could listen to, but they're like, no, we assign you these. Yeah, exactly. We assign you these trainings. And especially one, one side of it is they have, they're aware that some people might try to infiltrate this program to be a spy or to do wrong things. So it's like, if you're not a spy, you'll be willing to learn. 
Exactly. Right. Oh, you came in knowing Arabic? That would seem convenient if we also gave you Arabic. So let's give you these other two languages. Sure. If you're actually a linguist or a link, whatever the term is. Exactly. 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 I couldn't have said it better myself. If you're actually a crypto linguist, it's about learning language and not just about I can speak Arabic. It's about Mm -hmm. all languages. Um, like I said, she just got to Fort Meade in Maryland, where she's finally like stationed. She's had her training as an intelligence operative, and then she's also had her language training. She's ready to go. She also starts off the program and is doing incredibly well at first, impressing all the peeps around her that they added her to a more selective program in a language called Pashto. Mm-hmm. which is now a third language she would need to learn and become fluent in. Did she mention that one? I think so. That was like a small secret group. It was only like six people, I think, that mm. were in it. So she's kind of like a savant yeah. in languages. So her program schedule was rigorous. 12-hour shifts, listening to conversations in other languages secretly. That's exhausting. Yeah, you can't talk, you just listen and write and remember. Even though, or even so, I mean, reality rose to the top. Even with the success, she still had a lot of anxiety uh, Mm. most of the time. Because remember back to who she really is. I've talked a lot about her job stuff, but who she really is, she's a person that worries about people on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we should be a little bit all more like her, but she was worried about, like, famines in Syria. She was right. worried about carbon emissions and global poverty. Even though she lived in Maryland, she was worried about things all over the world. Things that she couldn't necessarily affect, she was still, like, worried about and anxiety about. Yeah. Humanitarian, I feel like. Exactly. That's my next word. Humanitarian guilt is kind of what she was feeling. Yeah. Like I can't solve the world's problems all the time. Yeah. But at work, she was hopeful that these conversations that she was listening to were doing something to help the world. And every day she showed up, quote, ready to help Afghanistan and stop ISIS. Mm Mm-hmm. So we can't really know everything about her job and her program because it's mostly confidential even the people closest to her like her family don't really know exactly what reality winner was doing when she was employed here um, during her 12-hour shifts at this point reality is one of the estimated 1.2 million people in the u.s that hold national top level security clearance 1.2 million people have that yeah at this time and what were we talking? That's 2000. so many people. A lot of people. So. I feel like we could have it. <laughs> if 1.2 million people have it, we could have it. <laughs> we could. We don't. But we could. How do you apply? <laughs> well, you have to have a high-ranking government job. And so the reason is, the reason I'll so many people it. have it. Yeah, exactly. Is if you have this from the military, this military clearance, and you're honorably discharged, you keep that Uh. clearance and you can be hired by independent contractors or government contractors Uh. to do the same work. 
but you still have the clearance. That makes some things make more sense. We'll get to it later, but that's exactly what reality ends up doing. She doesn't work here forever. She becomes a contractor. Yeah. But she keeps her security clearance. So with all of those people, there has been a recent crackdown. Smackdown? Crackdown. Crackdown. Smackdown is like a (laughs) Wrestling term. Yeah. (laughs) Crackdown on just keeping everything nice and tight and no, no leaks and no whistleblowing and nothing like that. But, 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 but we'll get to it. Booty, booty, booty. So she's not really remember how we talked about, it. we don't really know what she was listening to, but we know that she's not just listening to people talking to their phone uh, with their mom, like about the grocery store or whatever. She was, This is an interesting part of her. She was telling troops when it's safe to enter a town, for example. She's um, telling them when other people are moving around the town based on conversations she can hear. And if she's wrong or if she hears something wrong and the U.S. troops attack, people could die that weren't supposed to die. Her own troops could die. And she's trying to, at the same time, also look locate this enemy quote unquote that they're trying to find if she's successful then also people will probably die sounds like a a terrifying video game yes it is very just like an audio video game except it's real people's lives yep and cities yep getting invaded yep so like in october of 2016 she received accommodation praising her for quote Assisting in geolo- <laughs> this is a lot. Get ready. Assisting in geolocating 120 enemy combatants, removing more than a hundred enemies from the battlefield. End quote. What does removing a hundred enemies from the battlefield mean? Does um, that mean she's responsible for a hundred deaths? I think removing is vague on purpose. Either a hundred it's a hundred deaths combined with captures probably got it removing them from freedom or life got it in her career this is bad i guess i think in her career she aided in 650 quote enemy captures okay and 600 quote enemy kills in action oh according to the new york magazine I feel guilty when an animal gets in our trap that we set so that it doesn't (laughs) eat things in the garden. I'm just saying, I I don't know how long I could do a job that required that of me. And that's exactly how she's feeling as well. She's feeling very stressed by this job, and rightfully so. Was this a contracting job, or was this with the government? This is with the government, with the Air Force. And this is her, like, first job really in the in this type of work so she wanted to help the world and her favorite part of this job was quote saving lives so she tried to focus on the positive of if this many enemies are are captured quote unquote then that means less people will die in the future sure i don't know if i agree with that but that is what she, she tells was trying. Herself. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, <laughs> but she truly wanted to be more of an effective person in a direct way. Yeah. She urged the Air Force to send her actually out into the field so she could help the people that live there in person. But they refused because they don't send their linguists out because, girly, that's not what this job is. Right. If you, you wanted to be a soldier, set. exactly. We've trained you for three years to be a person that sits here and listens. So you need to sit here and that's listen. That's what you do now. Exactly. <laughs> this is the government. You don't just get to be like, ooh, send me over there. Put me in coach. Put me in coach. So it's November of 2016. Ugh, horrible time. Yep, we'll get to it. Reality was honorably discharged. Partially on her own will. She wanted to leave the Air Force. Yeah. And the election had just happened and she was not feeling quite fond of the government. She didn't have a college degree, remember, but she did have this top level security clearance, which is valuable. And other contractors are always looking for people. Mm. My uncle, the one who shall not be named. Yeah. He was a government contractor for oh, a while. Oh, he's a 1.2 mil? Yeah. Well, I don't think he had security clearance. He was like a government soldier, like a contracted oh. soldier. He was like a he was like a contracted killer person. Like yeah. Fuchs on Barry. Or Barry. What did you just fucking see to me? Have you ever watched Barry? No. Oh, no, I haven't. Okay. I was like, what are you saying to me, Fuxan <laughs> Barry? I'm <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Okay, so Reality gets hired to work for Pluribus International in Georgia, yeah. which is a smaller independent military contractor. Basically, she's doing similar work, but less stressful and for more money. Okay. Great things all around. But I don't think she liked Georgia. Why? Oh, because of everything that's about to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say some fact about her not liking the heat or something that I didn't know about. No. (laughs) Does the name Snowden do anything for you? Yeah, they brought him up a few times. They did? Yeah, and I also know him to be a whistleblower. A whistleblower. Yeah. Yes. I don't remember remember from what. I know. It happened in 2013. And my brain goes snow cone, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) Now, to be honest, I don't want to get too into it because there is a movie starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, gosh. Eyes emoji. Are you dibsing? No, I can't do two whistleblowers. I'm anti-dibsing. Oh, okay. So you're thrusting it to me. <laughs> Impressed, if you will. I need different words today. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, so just a little bit about Edward Snowden. Because okay. it happened just before what we're going to talk about in 2013. Define... Oh, yeah, 2013. Yeah, and we'll get to when her stuff happens. So Edward Snowden leaked a massive amount of classified government documents. When I say massive, it was in the like 900 thousands of documents both u.s and international 
Whoa. FBI documents, NSA documents, everything. NSA is national security. Yes. I don't know what the A stands for. Maybe association. Me either, but it took me a second to realize that no one worked for NASA. I know, <laughs> and I know it's NASA, but when it said fast. <laughs> I, I so enjoy to hear your mental journeys <laughs> and your your brain your brain the journey your brain goes on Uh, (laughs) certainly individual and unique snowden immediately left the country when these documents were published and sought asylum in russia and he never saw any jail time for his violation of the espionage act of 1917 he released these documents fled to russia and never came back this 2013 whistleblowing sparked the world into this massive conversation. So the the biggest leak that came out of this was the fact that like most citizens learned that the government was doing mass surveillance on many citizens, which wasn't really yeah. something that was known. I remember that happening. I, right. I do too. And I didn't know how to feel because I was like, this is never... No one knows how to act about this. How do we feel? About right. This? Let alone me, who's like a high a, high school. We yeah, high school. I was like, okay. I don't really, I had no idea what Snowden happened, but then all of a sudden people were like, the government's watching us. And I, and I feel like I remember being like, and they weren't before? I thought they were. Right. I remember being skeptical at all the old people being like, didn't you think this was already happening? Yeah. But now it was proven, basically. For sure, yeah. After this leak, the Obama administration did a heavy crackdown. Here's where I wrote crackdown. Against any and all national intelligence whistleblowers. Remember how there was 1.2 people million? 1.2 million people with this clearance? He's saying no more. And if you leak anything... That's too many. Right. So there was... um, one fact here from the article, quote, charging them, the whistleblowers, um, charging more of them under the Espionage Act of 1917 than all previous administrations combined. Whoa. The Obama administration, which I guess we can talk about a little bit. The Ob- Looking back, it, it was posed to the public as the, like, at least for the people that I surround myself with as a very positive time and like, wow, everything's solved because we have a black man as our president. Yeah. But he also, he committed a lot of war crimes. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the things that also happened during his administration is this huge crackdown on whistleblowers, which we, we can discuss we later. Whistleblowers. Exactly. Here. But that's a, it's illegal. Whistleblowing oh. is illegal. Blow Gabriel, blow. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> After this Snowden happened, Reality herself has an insider threat training course that she has to go through with this new mm-hmm. position at the government contract um, with Pluribus International. That just sounds fake. That sounds like Plutarch Heavensby. <laughs> Pluribus. 
from the Hunger Games. That's Plutarch Heavensby from the Hunger Games for sure. She described this training as, quote, five hours of bitching about Snowden. <sighs> the whole Snowden thing sparked kind of an interest with reality, maybe not interest, curiosity possibly, mm. um, in the idea slash the mission of whistleblowing. Interesting. I want to be careful how I say this because I don't really want to like incriminate her, but she was interested in it in the idea of getting the information to how the people. How do you know she was interested? She bought a tour device. A what? Have you ever heard of that? It's a T-O-R device and it is something that you can create your own, I believe, Wi-Fi signal or some type of encryption mm. to your computer. So you can, if you use it in a public like, space where uh, you hook up to someone's Wi-Fi, it will disguise your IP address. It. So she has one of those. Suspicious. Exactly. And she used it at a Starbucks, which they were able oh. to track. And it was here where she looked through the WikiLeaks website. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. It's like a small, not small website. It's a large website that has posted government leaks in the past. Yeah. She looked through here, and she also looked through all of the Snowden, not all of them, because there was a lot, but many of the Snowden documents. So suspicious, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm so 50-50 on it. Um, in addition to her insider threat-mandated training, reality was also made to do a polygraph test. Mm. Yeah, which she described in a text to her sister, Brittany, quote, I have to take a polygraph where they're going to ask if I plotted against the government. Hashtag gonna fail. Oh. Her sister replies, LOL, just convince yourself you're writing a novel. And she says, reality, look, I only say I hate America three times a day. I'm no radical. And this text would later be mm. used against her in court. Yeah, I remember that bit of info. I take that texting as joking. Look, yeah. I only say I hate America three times a day. I'm no radical. Like, that is obviously a joke. Yeah. She just didn't do the backslash S for sarcasm. What's that mean? Wasn't a sarcat Isn't that being, like, sarcastic? I only say I hate it three times a day. I'm not radical. <laughs> yeah, but what's backslash S? That's, like, on, like, well, sorry, Reddit. If you guess you're not oh, on Reddit. Yeah. On Reddit, like, you're if there's, like, sarcasm, someone will do, like that to say it's sarcasm so people know it's a joke oh okay she didn't she needed it and then the government she did. used it she needed a little reddit yeah in november of 2016 as reality says quote the orange fascist oh, became gosh. president <laughs> a few it's weeks not later looking good for reality yep a few weeks later her and her boyfriend at the time matt boyle broke up okay and then, never heard of him yeah he he wasn't really involved in this event, but there was a breakup. And then in December, four days after Christmas, reality's father died, Aww. which really hit her hard. She was close to him yeah. and she cared a lot about him. So she was going through it, a breakup, the Trump presidency and her father just died. 
Her sister later recounted that reality would set aside 30 minutes a day, every day, during the weeks after her father's death, to cry. To which her ex, Matt Boyle, said, quote, That sounds exactly like reality. She would give herself exactly 30 minutes. End quote. Jesus Christ. She's so, like, regimented. She planned her grief. Exactly. Ugh. This poor woman. So, cast your mind back to 2016, if you remember, when Trump won, there was this whole, like, democratic push of, like, is this even real? Did he fake it? Right. What, it was rigged. This isn't a real pregnant, I was going to say pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a real presidency. Kind of like what happened when Biden won in 2020. Exactly. It happened again. Yes. (laughs) If we're trying to look at it, from a non-biased point of view, it kind of was drummed up and kind of hyped up by the Democratic Party. They yeah. really wanted... There was claims that were being made that weren't even true. There was a lot of things, speculation in the air, with no proof about anything. That's a big DNC thing. <clears throat> Demo- What's that? Or not DNC. Sorry, I just meant it. That's Democratic National Convention, oh. but I meant to just say Democratic. That's a big thing. Tactic. That happened. Yep. Yeah. Fear, like, if you don't vote for us, then they're going to win. Yeah. Like, that's not a that's not a real running right. platform. <laughs> so while most of the country was sitting around questioning things from the outside, reality actually has the facts, most of mm-hmm. them, and mm-hmm. has receipts to back them up because of her security clearance. Around this time, Reality had listened to a podcast. We get mm. to talk about podcasts on our podcast. The podcast was called Intercepted. Oh, you said Inception. I thought you were yeah. trying to say the name of the podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah, Inception. Exactly. So this specific podcast episode, um, its hosts are Jeremy Scahill and Glenn Greenworld were strongly hypothesizing about Russian involvement in the 2016 U.S. primary elections. Mm. In this episode, Scahill says, quote, there is a tremendous amount of premature conclusions being drawn, like we kind of just talked about, around all this Russia stuff. And there's not a lot of hard evidence to back it up. There may be evidence, but it's not here yet. Mm. Reality reached out to this podcast and emailed requesting a transcript of this episode. Mm. So Reality had the proof, sort of. She had a classified report on the Russian cyber attack confirming that at least one interference with U.S. voting systems had been hacked. Mm. The report goes on to describe how this plan would be slash was possible. It's very vague. It's Okay. The report is confirming this happened. There is no report of the scale. It could have happened at one place. Sure. It could have, the hacking could have happened at 50. It but could it's have still happened. probably not enough evidence proof to. No, no. It's just saying, say. yep, we were, we successfully hacked something. Yeah. In August of 2016, some and or many government workers were tricked when they clicked and opened an email that appeared to be from Google. So they were able Mm. to hack from this, what's called a phishing email. Got it. 
when the government ha- when the government workers clicked this email, it was like, please verify your whatever credentials. And they had them log into their government profiles. And then that gave the hackers access into the government Wi-Fi and into the mm. voting systems. That's all I could read from the reports because there was a lot more of them That's or of redacted. information. There is a lot of redacted information, but that's all the stuff I could handle understanding before it got sure. into other non-election things. Oh. Because there was just like a lot of information like this is how we, this is the attack plan on this day. This is when this happened on this day. Sure. There was just a lot of hacking incidents, mm, but only, gotcha. it was only claimed as successful once. Or in, Understood. You know, the whole, the whole program was a success, but they didn't say which ones were successful. It's so vague and yet so weird. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, this is what she released and only this one document. So that's all we know. Right. Don't forget, Snowden released almost a million documents. Just just seeing. Humanitarian, veteran, and maybe a little naive reality Mm-hmm. printed out this single document, folded it up, stuffed it into her pantyhose, and walked out of the building. She put the document in an envelope and mailed it to The Intercept, a.k.a. the news organization that was making the podcast that she had listened to. Mm-hmm. It's not the same name, but similar names. The Intercept, this magazine, is a, quote, award-winning news organization dedicated to holding the powerful accountable through fearless adversarial journalism. Mm-hmm. According to the about us section on their website. <laughs> so the document was received with mixed feelings. Some of the people um, were in favor of posting it. Others wanted nothing to do with it because they were scared for their safety and careers because this was illegal to have. Yeah. What they finally agreed on was telling the government, Hey, Someone just sent us this. Could you verify it's real? It's our duty to tell the people what is going on, but we're also going to let you know we have this information. Mm. They did that on May 30th. Okay. So the NSA knows. Reality obviously knows, but she doesn't know what's happening with the document. She just sent it off and that's all she knows. And now the Interceptor definitely knows. Right. On June 5th, the public knows. It was posted. An article was written, and it's also going to be linked in our show notes, so you can read it as well, titled, quote, Top Secret NSA Reports Details Russian Hacking Efforts Days Before 2016 Election. What a mouthful. Right. Right. And never did I ever think my days would come to talking about Russian spy election. Uh, No. (laughs) What movie topic did I pick? You naive little boy. My naive little brain. Um, The article included scans of every page of the leaked document. And if you look closely at these scans, you can see a line down the center indicating where the pages were folded in in half. Also indicating to someone who was investigating, this was printed. This was Mm -hmm. not like a digital scan. Um, If you look even closer, 
You can also see watermarks indicating that the document was printed on May 9th, 2017 at 6.20 a.m. Mm. I promise your time is coming up soon. Your time to shine. Immediately, okay. <laughs> immediately when they were sent the news of the leak, the NSA knew from their internal surveillance programs that only six people had ever printed out this document. So they already are able to limit mm. the 1.2 million to six people <laughs> that fucked okay. reality like there was no getting out of it after this no. because of those six people guess what only one person had emailed the intercept asking for a transcript of their podcast episode reality she winner trailed herself there was no hiding it she didn't hide it whatsoever she used her work computer to email these people for their podcast where they talked about this without using her tor without <laughs> i'd love that you remember that also well, a little concerned are you taking notes you want to get one for yourself well i have a vpn <laughs> of course you do you hacker <sighs> don't out me fbi agents arrive at her home on june 3rd 2017 mm. Reality doesn't ask for a lawyer, but was also not informed of her Miranda rights as the agents arrested her. Yeah. When she was initially questioned, she stated that, quote, she wasn't ready. Sorry, she wasn't trying to be Snowden or anything. Yeah. If you remember, I said the article was leaked or the article with the leak was posted on June 5th. She's arrested June 3rd. So the article was posted after she was, they already f figured out who she was before the article was ever posted. Mm. She's arrested and I wrote, take it away, Maddie. Okay, well. <laughs> because like we said, this is exact transcript yeah. of what happened for the hour and a half after her arrest. Or so it kind it. of like switches between occasionally, not super often, but. Between the movie and then sound waves of the actual audio recording. And oh, okay. knowing that it is the literal recording is what they're saying. I'm mm -hmm. like, are these sim characters? They're saying weird things. The conversations are strange. It's very nonchalant at first. They're very worried about her pets. Um, mm. I learned about her through their questioning of her. Okay. The agents waiting for her to answer the questions the way they want, but or like slip up. They're outside for a while with okay. reality and just one of the officers, FBI agents. Yep, FBI. While the other one searches inside her house, and there's a lot of noise happening in the house, like they're banging around aggressively. Okay. At the That's start scary. of the movie, yeah. Eventually. The agent comes back outside and they say, would you rather talk here or at our office? She's like, I'll talk here. We can talk here at my house. Okay. And they're like, well, do you have somewhere we could go that's private with like a table and chairs? And she says, I have a back room. I don't really use it. I don't really like to go in there. And she's really vague about this back room and kind of like cagey about going into it. And then I just have some things that stood out to me in the interrogation itself because, A, it's in a completely white room, just 
the three of them, so Reality and the two officers, or agents, okay. all standing, because there's no table or chairs. He's holding a notepad and, like, trying to take notes while standing. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes he says is, if you sit on the floor, I'll sit on the floor. I don't care. <laughs> and they talk about her CrossFit, and the agents are kind of, I was like, are they flirting with her? They show her the warrant for her arrest, and she says, oh, 125 pounds, you guys flatter me. And they go, it was on your license. And she mm. was like, okay, I thought we were laugh, like, thought we were being joking buddies. So they kind of switch between both of them go from, like, good cop to both being the bad cop, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. And they keep asking her the same questions over and over again. Did you ever print anything? Did you ever mishandle classified information? Did you ever do this? And she kind of trickles out answers as it goes. And is like, well, I guess I printed out this article once. And then I brought it with me to Starbucks. And then it got found when I came back in. And they were patting me down. And that that was filed as a report. So maybe that's why you guys are here. And so she kind of like theorizes until finally they start asking her about um, specific dates. But basically she talks about how she prints out different articles if she needs to translate them. And she's like, I know that sounds kind of suspicious, but I I just prefer to read things instead of, or read things Mm. printed out as opposed to reading them on the computer. Okay. So she gives these kind of, awkward answers to them that don't really make sense and then they'll show different transcript things that have redactions in them Sydney Sweeney will just disappear from the movie for a second and then come back in at a point where yes. it's cl- it's I saw this in the trailer all the redacted parts are kind of like weirdly edited out and she disappears yes. and glitches Eventually, they ask her like more specific questions and get her to admit, yes, I printed it out. I folded it in half. I put it in this mailbox at this time. And as they go through it, the agents are saying, we don't think you're a, we don't think you're a malicious person or like a spy or trying to reveal things. But why? Why did you do that? What like the whole time they're just trying to figure out why she did it. Mm hmm. She talks about wanting to move up in the special forces and that was her goal. And why would she want to be a whistleblower if that was her goal was to be able to move up in her rank. But she says, I knew it was secret, but I also knew I had pledged service to the American people. And that was kind of her reasoning for why. And then after she admits it on the tape, they take her outside and they handcuff her on her front lawn while her dog is watching and, like, is crying for her. That's wild. The whole interrogation is at her house. Yeah, in her inside. In, like, her back room where it's, like, a low ceiling with fluorescent lighting and white mm. everywhere. Wow. What do you feel about Sydney Sweeney's performance? I was really convinced this woman had no idea why these people were at her house. Oh, at the beginning? Like, her act- yeah, her acting was so great. It looked, especially when you talked about her being mature as a young kid, that really Mm -hmm. resonated with the performance Sydney Sweeney gave. I couldn't tell how old this character was supposed to be, but I also could sense the like calm, settled. Yeah. Almost like having a wisdom aspect Mm -hmm. of of that woman. She's 26 at this time in, in the movie that you saw. 
My next line, actually. At 26 years old, Reality Winner was charged with, quote, removing classified material from a mm-hmm. government facility and mailing it to a news outlet. Such a specific yeah. charge. Very specific. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, okay. So specific. I knew the movie was that kind of period of transcript that you would just probably see more than I would ever know was going to happen. So I'm glad that we got that kind of look into the interrogation. Yeah. And I think it's worth watching because there are strange moments where all of a sudden someone bursts into the interrogation room and is like, I need water or just says something random and the door will shut. And they're like, oh, okay. I guess there was a random voice on the transcript. That they just had to put someone in. Yeah. To honor the yeah the audio of it wow and because there's not a lot of information from her point of view other than this like tape mm-hmm. so on june 8th 2017 she pled not guilty and was mm. denied bail yeah so there's a little story after her trial because you saw this part in real time and then did they give any kind of afterwards or they told you like her sentence and that was kind of it they said that she ended up s- serving four years, but that's really all. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're not quite there yet before she's even sentenced. Her judge, whose name is Brian Epps, um, he presided over the case, and he said, quote, She seems to have a fascination with the Middle East and Islamic terrorism. End quote. Seemingly, he was tying her benign childhood interest in the Arabic language to some wild story of like this young spy that was raised to learn the language and steal documents and take down the government. Yeah. He, he, he quoted her like childhood love of the Middle East as proof of her being a whistleblowing spy. Of that for something that has nothing to do with the Middle East. Yes, just that she was unfaithful to her country from the beginning. Well, and they they said that it was also because she revealed practices and methods used what is that? to like pra- they just used the phrase practices and methods were revealed when she leaked this information. Oh. Of however the US government got this information. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And She's also, she's not just linked to the Middle East, like through her love of the Arabic language, like her jobs previous was her listening to conversations over there. Right. So she's also kind of linked to it in that way. But he quoted like saying that she has a fascination with the Middle East and Islamic terrorism. I'm like, she's just doing her job that she's paid for. Yeah, what? And people were charged about this topic when it happened. I never heard about any of this. I didn't either. But because everyone was like, not everyone, but some people were saying that the election was rigged now that they they have this proof somewhat that something yeah. was rigged. In the minds of many, she kind of represented this whole side of people who were like, hashtag not my president. Right. That plus the recent crackdown on all the espionage leaks combined and would not make a very smooth legal process for Miss Winner because mm. 
the people prosecuting her did not want her out. No. So we're going to kind of skip through some of this. She had a lot of legal battles and she had issues because she wasn't read her Miranda rights. So she kind of fought back on that when she was arrested. Uh, But the government is not laden. (laughs) That came out weird. Letting this lady out. (laughs) So they fight for a fucking year in the courts. And finally, on June 21st of 2018, reality winner asked the court to allow her to change her plea to guilty. Mm. She's done fighting it. On June 26th, she did just that. Per her plea agreement with prosecutors, she was sentenced to five years and three months in prison, followed by three years of supervised release. Mm. Quote, no one has ever received a longer sentence for leaking classified information to a media outlet. I wonder if other leakers were women. I'm sure there have to have been. Because there's a lot of leaks that happen all the time that are documents that are not like that critical. Sure. But this is just one that was and made the news mostly because it was kind of clickbaity. Because it's mm. even the information itself is not that valuable. It's not juicy gossip. It's like, okay, it happened, but we don't know anything else. Right. About the scope of things. There was no victims. There wasn't an immediate like risk to US danger. It wasn't like revealing our secrets or our weaknesses. Right. Remembering like what she had been listening to, like all of the bombings and the wars. Like she had a lot more juicy gossip to give if she wanted to she just thought that the american people should know hey this did happen yeah allegedly maybe i feel like i should throw it on allegedly once or twice or thrice or thrice reality actually was released from prison early on june 2nd 2021 she didn't end up serving the full five years Mm -hmm. she was transferred to a transitional facility but her lawyer wanted to make it clear that this was not a compassionate release. The government did not like go back on their sentence. She was released early because of good behavior and because of jeopardy to her own health because the pandemic had just started. Mm. Well, it was 2021, so it hadn't just. But I think Reality Winner had positive intentions. I really do. I think she thought people should know this, even if it was illegal. I think she thought it was the right thing to do. Mostly, I think it's you can see this because she didn't hide anything. She didn't hide any tracks. She used her work computer. She printed out at work. Like that's what's confusing to me for someone who is so smart and who does have things at her disposal to hide tracks. mm Hmm. I don't know. That that's made it a little confusing for me because initially when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think she had any intentions. But then you're telling me she downloaded certain things. I don't know. It's a little bit. It is. You don't re- you can't really know the full story. I, I, I guess there is part of it where they're talking about, you know, were, were you searching for specific things on the mm-hmm. site? Yeah. And she ex- admits, yes, I was. She was, yeah. So it's not like she stumbled upon it, the information. Right. But it was also there. Right. Because her, <laughs> this specific document was not in her 
realm of work. It was a document that right. was unrelated to anything she should ever be searching. So why is that in your search history? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's it's a tricky subject because I don't completely think whistleblowing... I think it's wrong if it jeopardizes, like, someone's safety and American cit- citizen's safety. Like, right. a mission that is about to happen or something, and it would, I don't know, endanger people. I don't think that's right. But mm-hmm. I have a different opinion on it when we're talking about a past event that's already happened. And the only reason the government doesn't want it out because they don't want to admit that they did something. Right. That I feel a little differently towards. Yeah. Same. Um, so to sum it all up, her lawyer, I think, said it best, whose name is Allison Grinter Allen. Okay. And she said, uh, quote, selective and politically motivated prosecutions of leakers and whistleblowers under the Espionage Act, which dramatically escalated under Barack Obama, opening the door of the Trump Justice Department's abuses are an attack on the First Amendment that will one day be judged harshly by history. That was my whole story summed up in one sentence. She said, it grew during Obama, which allowed Trump to stay at that level and then be more abusive with the, with the system. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's going to look back on this and judge us very badly. Yeah, you have to be able to criticize your government. Otherwise, it's a dictatorship. Exactly. Or a Like, what was reality? She was supposed to keep it a secret and not tell anyone the things that she knew about her own government. Yeah. Hey, everyone, our democracy is being compromised. The, like, fundamentals of our democracy. Voting yeah. for a president. Yeah. So that's uh, the story of reality winner. Well, it's based. I mean, that's there's not a question. When it when I learned it was a transcript, I was like, oh, it then it's gonna be based because it's their exact words. It's based, but you have to watch it because it, there are parts where I'm like, I think I'm in a dream sequence, but the things they're saying are what was said. So how mm. did this conversation actually even go? If what I must like, there's a point where the agents are laughing hysterically, and she's not making any sound. And just staring Whoa. at them. And I'm like, at what point did this interrogation get to the point where these two are laughing like hyenas? And to me, mm. they look like they're going crazy in a dream sequence. But that that's not real life. Ooh, I do need to watch that. You do. It's also, I didn't mention this, but it's also based on a play, which is called This In This Room or something. And it's oh. the same, basically, script. Where it's okay. the... Um, Interesting transcript of that conversation and of her inter- wow. interrogation i'd love to Based. see it live this was an interesting one i i'd never heard of her i don't really know why this just flew over my head with a name like uh, reality winner we also were like in our senior year of college i have some pictures of sydney sweeney and reality side by side i'm not kidding of their like next to like their flag like Air Force photos, they recreated those for the movie. Uh, um, they showed a couple side-by-sides of pictures taken of reality outside her house. And Sydney. By the agents, yeah. 
Well, I will post those on yes. our Instagram at BaseBiasRBS. And don't forget to rate our podcast and give us all the stars on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, please. Yes, pretty please with sugar on top. Unless you're diabetic, sugar. Don't, don't do it. And if you want to be ahead of the game next week, I love being ahead of the game. You can join Decky in watching the 2014 drama Foxcatcher. <gasps> I. Is this on your I'll list? Keep it, I'll keep it to myself. It wasn't on my list, but I do love the story. Not okay. love is a strong word, but I know, I know, I know, I know where we're going. <laughs> I okay, well, you're lucky there. because I almost picked cold number three, also known as October Sky, and I didn't. <laughs> so, this is available on Amazon Prime and YouTube. Okay. Wait, what was it again? Oh, yeah, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. <laughs> How could you forget? forget? I'm sorry. It's like Steve Carell, I think, right? Yeah, Adam recommended it. Yeah, it's so. uh, I've never seen the movie, but I have seen the documentary. Oh, there's like a Netflix series about it. You should For recommend. My research? I recommend. Yes. Okay. It's good research. All right. Okay. Um, I'll wait. see you next week for that. I can't wait. See I you think next it's week. wrestling. I can't wait to get wrestling. Yes, okay. it is wrestling. I'll wear my lycra. Your singlet. <laughs> my little dicky do will be out. I'm sorry. Oh God. I'll, cut, I'll right. cut that. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> blow I suck <laughs> <laughs> you have to cut that you have to cut that you have to cut that <laughs> oh my you god you have to cut it I didn't Sorry. even realize what I was saying happy pride everybody <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>